You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragons, mustering an army as Orcs Hunters, which we totally recorded a long, long time ago and didn't at all forget to release it. This is episode number blank, and we'll be using this to go over as Orcs Hunters. 750 points. With me is David. Greetings. And Kylie. Ahoy, hoy. And I'm Jeremy. And we absolutely did not forget this episode one bit. This is an old recording, guaranteed, and that's, that's why I could talk about it like this. Yes, as you can tell, if you listen carefully, in the background, the moon landing is taking place. To our left, they're building some pyramids. Across the road, the Great Wall is under construction. And we're really sepia, aren't we? I have a really weird question. How did they do the moon landing, build the pyramids, and the Great Wall all at the same time? It wasn't the same people, Kyle. It was, it was a scheduling issue. That, that, <laughs> it was the only weekend free. They're just like, right, lads. We're putting in the effort, we're building this. We're using they as a collective noun, it's more than one person. So it wasn't just one person who did the pyramids and the moon landing at the same time, of course. See, I thought he was going to go for some like time machine angle there, I'm a little disappointed. No, no time no, no. machines it's aren't true. No time machines, it's just, it was a um, logistical error. Logistical error, right. Because if we had time machines, we'd already have time machines. But if My we... brain hurts. But if we didn't have time machines, we wouldn't have time machines, so we don't have Unless time machines. Unless we do, but they agreed not to tell anybody. Government's yeah, hushing it up. <laughs> tell me people can keep that a secret. Maybe well, they turn you invisible. It would be on the internet by now. <laughs> a valid point. Everything's on the internet. Okay, including us. So, we've got Azox Hunter's 750 points. I'm going to start it off here because we've had a wonderful beginning. I'm going for Fimble. Fimble is my favourite of the Hunter or Captains on his own because of a couple reasons. Firstly, he has an orc bow. An orc bow, you say? An orc bow, which I've never ever used because I only just discovered this recently, but that makes him my favorite. Secondly, he has Fight 5, which is actually really useful in-game. It's really decent. That's that's the equal of the Knight of the White Tower. That's oh, absolutely I mean, some impressive fight value. And he's got this rule where terrain, I care not for terrain. I'll just go through the terrain and charge through terrain and move through the terrain, which is fantastic for and cavalry. And he can do this whilst mounted on his walk. And also, he doesn't need to even look as he charges because he's on a Felwag. So he could be like looking at the moon landing while he's charging, and it's amazing. So he's just got his eyes closed. He's like, right, follow me. I'm behind this building. I'm inside the building. And then I'll just go, I'm going to charge someone behind this wall, duck out through the door, away we can go. Can he charge models that are invisible? Or can he not well, see them in a way that stops him seeing them? Yeah. Okay. You have to take a courage test. But here's one for you. If he had, say, an rock sh- shaman nearby, he makes him auto pass a courage test. To charge a model that he can't see. But can see. But can see because he's all crazy light, so he knows where everything is around him. Yeah, they're smelling Some it. sort of mysticism involved here. Yeah. But carry on. Yeah, so, so that Fimble is my leader. With Fimble is seven Hunter Orcs on Wag, and four of those Hunter Orcs, four out of the seven have a bow. So I'm really ma- manipulating this bow rule because you're allowed to have lots of bows, and I'm going to take advantage of that a lot. A lot of Orc bows. None of them are going to do anything, but I'm going to have them. So you can like I can imagine cheering at the end of the game we kill everyone in combat, holding up our bows, going, Yes, for Fimble And you just empty the quiver into the air. Yeah. There will, there will be a story later about Hunter Orc Bowman. Yes. Then with them have three Felwags, which I find really useful. I've taken them as part of Fimble's warband. I haven't done the silly uh separate warbands with the the denizens of the dark list. They're great for, for getting traps, they're great for blocking up space, they're really good. And I, I don't mind having an infantry, a cavalry warband of 10 models with them because they're, they're infantry and they can start blocking up places. They can actually protect my cavalry from charges. 
I might actually end up dismounting this warband sometimes. Hunter Orcs are one of the few models that don't mind dismounting, so it's good to have some infantry in there. Then I have Nazug, another Orc Captain with a bow. And this one gets extra might that he can use to hit, which never ever happens, because he always rolls a one to hit. But you could use the might to hit with him. Or it would be amazing. It's one of sets. No, he just never hits. Then he has with him seven Hunter Orcs on Warg, four with bow. Seven on Warg. Seven on Warg. Seven's the magic number for Hunter Orcs on Warg, I believe. Then he has two Falwags. Only two Falwags for this one, because I assume he's jumped on the other one to ride himself, because he has a Falwag. So they didn't have as many puppies. That's because he's not the leader. That's all right. Then I have a Hunter Orc Captain. And this one I'm going to put on piercing weapons. So give him, give him the little maces in each hand. Piercing Hunter Orc Captains are amazing. I'm going to have four Hunter Orcs, five Hunter Orcs with bow, two Hunter Orcs with two-handed weapon, and one Hunter Orc with a bow and a banner. Wouldn't maces be a bashing weapon? Or are they no, like no, bladed got, maces? Or are they... The Hunter Orcs have weapons on the models. They have that two got... rocks on a stick, which counts as a piercing weapon for them. They, okay. Yeah, they've got little... Sense. Little piercing and literally weapons. that's that's their weapon is two rocks. On I a think stick. it's blades. I don't think it's rocks. I'm pretty sure it's rocks. I don't think they've got rocks. Stone on a stick. blades. They're, they're highly fine, far down rocks to a sharp, pointy bit on the end. So Maybe they'll they hurt are. if you swing it at them hard enough. They would definitely hurt. Then I've got another hunter, hunter or captain. Now hunter or captains, I've taken them on foot because they get an extra attack when they they're on foot. So they're not bad to take on foot. The wags are good, but I've taken them on foot this time. I've got an almost identical war band. I've got four hunter orcs. Five hunter orcs with bow, two hunter orcs with two-handed weapon, which I actually really rate. They're pretty good when you've got two attacks. Then I've got one hunter orc with a bow and a war horn, just to up the courage a bit, because their courage is reasonably low. I've got a very solid amount of models there. So I'm looking at almost four full war bands, so close to 50 models. I don't have the exact number right here, but pretty solid all-round force. None of the big heroes, but lots of the good small heroes. So basically your army has 50 two-attack plus models. Pretty much. That's quite impressive. It is. Um, I've tried it with just the infantry, and I found that you actually need the, the wargs and the warg riders to try and make sure you get the traps and all that sort of stuff, because the, the infantry is fantastic. The hunter orcs are amazing, but they're only fight three, so they do tend to, to lose some combats against a mass fight four force. So having some wargs, having some other things to disrupt and maneuver to More split the force up. you can use those wargs to objective capture. Yes. So they can run out as well as outflank and do some other funky stuff. Not to mention they can charge around corners. Which is always useful. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's more than useful. It's fantastic. Because a lot of times when you're charging cavalry in, for example, you'll see models and the first row will charge in and the back row can't actually see. So you stop charging in there. But it's no worry at all with the hunter orcs and the, the, the felwags. So you just zoom around the back, zoom around buildings. A single warband of those, like Fimble's warband, can stand behind a building and threaten the whole game if they want to. And as soon as you walk by them, they're going to all attack you with no retaliation. It's actually a really powerful rule. Okay, so I'll go next then. I've got, well, I thought of taking Azog, but he was kind of injured during that whole battle with the dwarves. Some people say he survived his, survived and recovered from his injuries, but his injuries included having his head removed from his body and placed upon a pike. I've never seen anybody who managed to recover from that. That's a pretty tough recovery. There so, was a necromancer around, but yeah. True, true, but I decided let's go with Bolg. So I've got Bolg, the 200-point version. And I put him on a warg for 210 points. Can you give me his full title? Bolg, Castellan of Mount Gundabad. Good. So Bolg, the Castellan of Mount Gundabad, is on a warg. He has with him 11 Gundabad orc warriors with oh, shield and spear. I like spear. his army. 
He has a Hunter Orc with Banner, who is pretending to be a Gunder Bad Orc, and will be just as soon as the enemy starts shooting at him. <laughs> I have a Gunder Bad Orc Captain with Shield. Nine Gunder Bad Orc Warriors with Shield and Spear. Another Hunter Orc with Banner. This one got a bow because I had a point, point or two spare. And again, his, his goal in life is to become a Gunder Bad Orc, to prove worthy of joining their ranks. And then I've got third warband, which is the same as the second. So it's another captain with shield, another nine Gundabads, shield and spear, another hunter orc, banner and bow. Am I right in hearing that you have three banners in that army? Correct. <laughs> I took it to Ark and it was so much fun. I'm like, nah, it's happening. All of the banners. So you have 36. I've got 35 models. 35 models. Two bows, three banners, seven might. It's a tough army. And if I smite enough blokes with Bolg, Castellan of Mount Gundabad, I get even more might. And Terra, and Harbring Reveal. And that's that's yes. the one Bolg army that you might actually be able to pull that off with because he's doing most of the work there. You've got a force that can either shield or spear. Stick a spear support behind him with a banner. Yeah, that's what, four attacks on the charge, five attacks, six effective for combat. Not too shabby. Pretty solid. No, I, I like that army. I might actually try that out. Although my I don't have enough for the, the Gundabad to spear and shield, so I've got a mixture there. But it's a solid-looking army. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just gave them all the same equipment, made it easier to add up, and after playing um, Harad, having lots of spears is always useful. Oh, without a doubt, and having having the fence six spearmen means that you don't have to think too much about your positioning. You've you've a little block is incredibly defensive or incredibly attacking either way, so mm. it's a solid the spears, option. The spear shield troops are so fantastically versatile because they can block off areas, they can support, and your opponents like if you have so many of them, like say two-thirds of your army spear shield. doesn't matter who your opponent charges because you'll be able to get the weight of numbers into those combats anyway. Numenor love it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Very similar to the Numenor. So no, that's a solid army, David. Yeah, lots of spears, lots of banners. We meet them beard to beard and cast them back. Yeah, I do like the three banners. Like, I probably, to be honest, would probably look at the two and then just bulk out the numbers a bit. But three banners means that you can fight effectively in mm. lots of different things. And it means you can set your Gundabads to block off an area. So you say you put half a dozen Gundabads and a banner behind them, and they can hold up an area for most of the battlefield while Bolg's busy killing the rest of it. So you've got a solid force there. I think the only thing that's really going to give you trouble is anything that's fight for, strength for. So Urukai. Yeah. Iron Guard. Yeah, dwarves. Dwarves might be able to... Dwarves, Khazards will... Or anything that... Although Khazards wouldn't be too... Like, dwarves wouldn't be too bad because you got the rerolls against them. And I have a Bolg. Yeah, Bolg. Bolg yeah. You also get three rolls against them. So mostly just, you know. Problem is, if I, I come know. up against an army that wants to stand off and shoot, like, say, Mounted Rohan, I have one cavalry model, I have two archers. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. the problem. If someone avoids you the entire game. I think if you do game, that, you'd be doing the old set up, corral them into the corner and march like it's going out of fashion. Yep. Yeah, the, the orc, the captains just use all their might for marches. The nice thing about that is... You've got the formation where one captain using two points of might for marches means that you can get your entire force in that small area. And that's that's almost enough, I think. Just the two marches in a row will get you to almost mm. anywhere on the battlefield. Because you, you actually don't care about being shot at, especially if you put Bolg in the back ranks. Like, if they kill his wag, they do... And he's on a Felwag, so you can dart him in and out of terrain yeah. and use the terrain so that they can't shoot him and then surprise charge someone around a corner because, hey, you're on a Felwag, you don't need line of sight to charge. He sees all. He's also good on foot. So he, if he does fall off the wag, it's not the end of the world. He's solid on foot. Can do his job. Yeah, he's still got belly. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, fight seven, two-handed weapon that doesn't count as one. And he's probably only fighting one-on-one or one-on-two at that point, and he can kill yeah. those models pretty simply. Sounds a plan. All right, my list. So since we're doing Azog's Hunters, we need at least one list with Azog. So I've taken Azog on the White Wag, just regular Azog, no, no fancy title. We don't need any of that, you know, scumbag, look how pretentious I'm being. You mean Azog the Lieutenant of Sauron. Yeah, or that pretentious Azog. 200 points. This is the Azog who knows who he is. He, he knows what he's capable of. He doesn't want to rub it in people's faces. Is this the Azog that still has a head? or? Yeah, this, he's still got a head and he's not dancing this one. Okay, yeah. So in his warband, he has three Hunter Orcs on Falwag and they are carrying bow. And he also has five Falwags following him as well. In warband number two, and the real reason why I took just regular Azog is we have Yazneg on Wag with Lance. So Yaznag has a special rule where Azog can sack him a bit like how Uglot can sack models in base contact to make him automatically pass a courage test, double his stand fast range, and give all hunter orcs within that 12-inch bubble re-rolls to their courage. Yeah, that's sold. If you come up against something that's really scary, you send Yaznag in on a suicide mission, get him killed. Or getting down to like one wound with no might, blow his might quickly, and then have Azog chop his head off so the Hunter Rocks can charge. And Yazdek sold on his own with the Lance. It's, did yeah. you pay for the Lance? You did. Yeah. Yeah, the Lance Probably was really did. good. In Warband number three, we have a. Oh no, in the rest of Yazdek's Warband, sorry. We have two Hunter Rocks on Falwag, and they're carrying Bow as well. Then we have two Falwags following Yazdek as well, so just a small little Warband of five. Then we have a Hunter Rock Captain with two-handed weapon, seven Hunter Rocks, three Hunter Rocks with two-handed weapon, and one Hunter Rock with banner. That's Warband 3. And Warband 4, we have a Hunter Rock Captain with bow, three Hunter Rocks, and eight Hunter Rocks with bow. So how many Hunter Rocks in total? 38. 38. So, well, model count 38, because there's a lot of Wags in there. So you had well. just the, the one Warband with the Wags in it? The other um, The Wags were sort of um, sprinkled in with the Yaznek Azog Warband. Yep. Because I think if you're going to take the, the white wag, you need a couple of, you need a handful of wags to go with him. I think so. Because you can do that little cheeky trick with the white wag where you call a heroic move with the white wag. So just the wags move forward, pin all the important stuff, yes. let your opponent move, then you move the rest of your army to engage because they don't, they don't, they don't care about the white wags heroic. So go, what are you doing? We don't care about you. Mm, and suddenly with the, the horn in your army, the, the character. There's no horn in the army. Oh. It's the, um. Because I didn't feel I needed the horn with Yaznag special. Because oh. if courage is going to be a real issue, you just sack Yaznag and go, right, rerolls for everybody. Okay. Concession. She'll bear away. And you have the fearless white wag. Yes. Which is always, too. you know. Oh, he's fantastic. He's really good. Well, yeah. she. Is it male or female? I can't remember. No idea. No idea. Ah, so solid. These armies getting me excited for the Azor Hunters. I want to play Azor Hunters again. They're all good lists. Every single one of them. Even David. Well, as I was hunter, it's not hard to write a list for him. No, and it's it's the one list where I think that you don't even bother with allies. So I, I always hear people saying, just take a shaman and a bunch mm. of orc spearmen. But I think mm. that gives you a weakness. I will say one thing, though. People keep taking the Falwags as like their own little micro war band from the Merkwood list. Yes. Don't do it all the time. Because every time you take a Falwag out of that list, out of your main parent list, and take it as an independent, you lose one bow for your army. Oh, yes. I see what because you're saying. Because they count towards the 50% bow limit. Yep. Yeah, even so though they can't hold a bow. if you're trying to maximize your shooting, then you need those wags. Correct. And, and Hunter Orcs, Hunter Orcs have surprisingly, like, especially if you don't move, the great thing is because you can say, say, to take a 38 model army, you can take 20, 
20 bows in your army. Easy. The other you can thing- have a hero captain with a bow, and then you can just, against armies that don't take bows, sit there, send one round of volley, get a couple of kills, and get a small little advantage early on. And every now and then, you find yourself on an objective, and you don't really want to leave it. So if you've got 20 bows, by all means... Most of the time with the Hunter Orc army, you know where you're deploying anyway, and the enemy knows where you're deploying. You're deploying front and centre, ready to get into combat as soon as possible. Because they want to be in combat. This, All our lists want to be in combat. They don't want to be, be dancing around too much. They can, but they don't want to be. They'll prefer to be smashing face. So the idea of getting this advantage by dropping one foul warg, who are you tricking? We know exactly where the, the heroes are going. Yeah, front and centre. Front and centre. March and, into your face. Yeah, charge you first turn if they can. The hero is a position so that you can't charge them, but they can charge you. And yeah, it's just it's just a super aggressive army, which really rewards getting into combat. I think the other reason um, why taking the archers on any evil army, for that matter, is one, you can shoot into combat, and two, you can shoot out the guy that's about to be heroic combated upon by an Aragorn or a Boromir, and suddenly those big scary heroes can't move anywhere because they're not in combat with anyone. Yeah, shooting into combat with Azog Hunters is fantastic. And every now and then there's a bloke on a horse who just rides straight at you and you go, hmm, fire! Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, as I said before, you might have a couple hunter orcs sitting on an objective. So they've got nothing better to do shooting. I actually played one 400-point game with the Azor Hunters where I was up against the Army of the Dead and I had some bows and they didn't. And I thought, what's the the, the worst that could happen? I'll fire some bows, kill two Army of the Dead in the first turn with just the normal bowmen. And I was like, yes, I've got this. And of course I did have it. And it was just fantastic because they they lost a couple of models. They had to come and charge me. And the terror rule wasn't really a big issue because I just made it so they could only charge the hunter orcs, which two attacks, better than an army of the dead. And then my hero, which I think was Azork at the time, just went and just munched one a turn or two a turn from the side. So pretty aggressive list. Mm, on a similar note as well, when we played Barrels at a Bond, we had, what was it, about 12 hunter orcs. And Dwalin's barrel decided to go a bit further than all the other dwarves. was in range of all the hunter orcs. And the hunter orcs went, well, there's no point in moving anywhere since we're ready to jump on the dwarves when they come past this island. Let's shoot at the Dwalin in the, in the barrel. All the shots went at Dwalin. Killed his barrel. Dwalin died. It was sad. Yeah, it was It was only about eight hunter orcs, actually, and Narzug. And they just, they just shot really well. And they do that. And the nice thing about having 50% bow is that you can actually... Say if you're going against a light bow Harrod army or like something that doesn't have a lot of bows and low defense, you can actually outshoot them. So you can have a go mm. at it and, and really target their bowmen and say, right, I'm going to shoot out your bowmen and then you have to come at me. And when the enemy has to come at Hunter Orcs, they're in a bit of trouble because you are going to get so many attacks and you're going to be able to pick where your heroes are, pick your fights, and that's their actual element. So having those bows, honestly, in a six-game tournament, you might use the bows twice using them at all but those games they are invaluable so i would happily pay the points to put 50 percent bow on on my army and let's be honest you're if you're taking like 20 bows that costs you what 20 points you are correct do you want two extra guys which is going to take your model count from like 38 to 40 which isn't going to do a whole lot or do you want the extra utility for your army the utility is sometimes going to be much more beneficial for you i think we should let david answer that question 20 points to give you a whole new tactical option it's worthwhile it's that's why David took bows on every one of his banners. Yep, that, that's what they're there for. Every now and then, we'll just go, nope, we're claiming this ground. Plant the flag, get out the bow. This is where we stand. The enemy slays your people. We must save everyone we can. Wrong army. Oh, hang on. I need my Gondor helmet. The enemy slays your people. We must save everyone we can. 
How was that? Much better. Thank you. Much better. Okay, we should vote for which army we like the best. Forgotten what they were. Okay, you had yep. the Bolg on Warg. Got it. With the the spear and shield Gundabad orc right. spam. The Castellans of Mount Gundabad. With generic hunter orcs who stripped off their armor and said, right, we don't need this armor because I'm holding a banner in a true berserker fashion and had bows as well because they had a spare arm. And they're, they're ready to go and back up and they're not at all planning to be shot out and then swapped over for the, the fantastic Gundabad orc spearmen and shield. No, no, no. They're planning, planning on demonstrating their courage by taking an arrow to the chest and therefore they'll be rewarded with hunter orc arm. Oh, great with Gundabad armor. Great idea. I had the cheap heroes, Fimble... Nazug and a couple hunter or captains and basically the spam list. So we're talking close to fifty models or about fifty models in seven fifty points. Pretty solid amount of models. Just rely on just the sheer number of attacks you get. And Kylie had the elite what version of mine. Very similar army, but Azog instead of um, probably one Azog of the warbeds. The synergy is real. Yeah, no, it's well if you actually use it, I find most of the time with with Gundabad orcs and hunter orcs. Well, not so much the Gundabeds. The Hunters, most of the time you don't break because you either kill the enemy so quickly that you win the game and you don't have to worry about the courage. It's very rare that you get a game where, where courage is an issue because you usually win so quickly. It's a good list, really good list. And it's still available. You can still buy them in the plastics. Yeah. Let's vote. Kylie, who do you want to vote for? This is a tough one because all the armies here at the table, I think, are equally as powerful as the other two. So which one's more equal? I'm going to cop out in true green dragon fashion and give it half a point to each of you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> David, rock, paper, scissors to see who goes next. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, no. I've been and cut. David slays Jeremy with a mighty scissors. You go next, David. I'm going next. Ooh, let's look at this. A great lot of hunter orcs. Hunter orcs powerful. Or Azog. The great hunter orc. The greatest. Except he's dead. Yeah. But at <laughs> fight seven, I don't care if he's dead. My vote's for the fight seven. Oh, so one and a half votes for... No, one vote for Kylie, half a vote for each of us, David. Yes. And I've got the decider. Is it David with the, the gun to battle? So, so you're quite, really what you're doing here is answering the, the internet wisdom of which one is better to take in an army, Azog or Bog? Oh, oh, if, if that's the question. of Mount Gundabad. Yeah, Azog or Bog. That's pretty much your, your question. Look, honestly... If 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 the Gundabads had the option to take the banners on their Gundabad orcs, I would be voting for David because it does bug me that you have to take a hunter orc to get the banner on. The look of it doesn't look entirely right. And that's the only... Like, I think it's a great idea to have the banners. I think it's a great army. They're all great armies. But I'm going to vote for the traditional Azog and the hunter orcs with the Yaznik because Yaznik's a fantastic model as well. So Kylie gets my vote, wins easily. Woohoo. We should play a game with this army. We've got it. Indeed we should. We should play a scenario with this army. Yeah, let's go do that. Okay, well, that's all from us now on this episode that we've dug up from history, from the old times, and uh, we'll see you next time. Remember, traps win games at times. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. 
Farewell, listener, until we meet again.